Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up, inspiring health stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm the founder and chief storyteller of TV Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and hit subscribe on YouTube, turn on those notifications and connect with me on LinkedIn because I'd love to stay connected with you. Today, you are going to meet Laura Saltman. I had so much fun meeting her for the first time because we both come from the same crazy world of journalism. She was in entertainment news for places like E! News and Access Hollywood in Los Angeles until a traumatic event happened in her life. Her brother died of cancer, and then her dad committed suicide not long after. This changed the trajectory of her life, and now she is a mindfulness, meditation, and metaphysics teacher. You're not going to want to miss this one. And trust me, skeptics are welcome. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, today I'm so excited to meet for the first time, virtually, Laura Saltman. Hi, Laura. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having me. No, thanks for being here. I'm so excited to learn more about you and your story because... I mean, like anyone, your story is definitely not a linear, linear one. Um, And we were connected by our mutual friend, Paige. So hi, Paige, if you're listening. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the connection. So tell me what it is you do now, because I know it's very different from kind of where your career path started. Yeah, well, I started as an entertainment reporter and I was working for Access Hollywood, doing red carpets, on camera stuff, interviewing celebrities going to the Oscars and the Emmys and Golden Globes and wearing fabulous glamorous gowns and getting my hair and makeup done and just doing all these amazing things. But, um, you know, it was the dream I always had as a child and I lived that dream. And then I lost my brother to cancer in 2013. And that really sent me just in a completely different direction. It sent me soul searching, trying to figure out what my next step in life was. And then My dad, um, after my brother passed, he ended up kind of going into a spiral of um, depression and struggling with his mental health. And he ended up dying by suicide. And then I really was like, okay, I I just don't feel like this is my calling anymore. And I just wanna just take some time and figure it out. And I decided to go more into the behind the scenes of actually trying to create content that was putting good into the world. And uh, I'm still trying to do that now. (laughs) So thank you for what you're doing, because it's so important that we see people's stories that are going to lift us up instead of always the negative, you know, news cycle that we see nowadays, especially with, you know, social media. And then on my journey to sort of um, get out of my anxiety and my depression and my grief over losing, you know, two members of my family very close together, I went on this um, spiritual journey, this quest that led me to becoming a channel and a medium, um, an oracle and tarot master and (laughs) writing four channeled books. So 
If you asked me 20 years ago uh, that and told me I was going to be doing all this, I would have laughed at you. And yet here <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, first, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother and your dad. I can't imagine um, how difficult that was. Um, and how long ago was that? You mentioned your brother passed away in 2013. Yeah. Then... So my dad was in 2015. It was about a year and a half um, mm-hmm. in between. And so it's been, yeah, it's been, it's coming up on eight years. Actually, my brother's birthday is this week. He would have been um, 55. So, you know, one of the, that's one of those days that always are difficult when someone you love, especially someone younger passes on. So he'll Mm -hmm. be with me in spirit as he always is. I always have my little butterfly here on my desk. This is my Mm -hmm. crystal Um, because butterflies are just a a message always from spirit. So the butterflies remind me that they're always around us, um, always there to guide us when we need them. So you had that experience. You were still in entertainment news at the time. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, I I resonate with so much as far as what you're saying, like the 24-hour news cycle, so much of it is negative. Um, I went through the same, a very similar experience being in local TV news and covering hard news day in and day out. And I'm like, hey, I like to tell stories and I like to connect with people, but I, I don't want to see another dead body. And I don't want to tell another story about tragedy in our communities and it does wear on you at some point you're kind of like like there can be those and especially you you know you're at the oscars and having these beautiful experiences and you know in la and having a great time it's also challenging it's hard work it's high stress was there a point before the um your brother passed and your dad passed that you questioned your path in entertainment news Yeah, absolutely. Because when I first started in entertainment news, there was only like five outlets ever at any event. (laughs) So, you know, we really had autonomy back then Mm. to be, you know, and there was never an instant where you weren't getting to interview people. And you felt like very special because you got to to engage with celebrities and they didn't have their um, their their trigger suit on. (laughs) That's what I call it. Their trigger suit, which is that that coat of armor that they wear when they're worried that someone's gonna ask them an inappropriate question or that there's gonna be just so many people there and you know it affects their mental health to have all, the, all these people wanting to talk to them. And then slowly over the years, what ended up happening is these red carpets would grow and grow and grow and they'd go from five outlets to 10 to 15. Mm. By the time I left the industry, you would go to events, especially like Disney. Disney always had huge red carpet events. And there would be like 150 outlets there. And it became like, you know, the battle for who's going to get the interview and who, right. you know, who's going to grab that person. And, you know, being at the front was E.T. and Access Hollywood. There was this like this hierarchy that people probably don't know about. And mm-hmm. then E and then CNN and mm-hmm. Extra and maybe Extra was up there, too. And so usually you would you would get that. But then what ended up happening was these celebrities were getting overwhelmed with how many people they had to talk to in a given time period. And then, of course, as I saw the industry change from like really wanting to dive deep into, um, you know, movies and TV and music and and all that stuff, it all became about the D's, death, divorce, drugs, (laughs) um, all of those things it was all that negative stuff that everybody wanted to know about it was gossip the and gossip, gossip and yeah 
like it was just it was too much it was overwhelming and it just it wasn't what I wanted to do I didn't want to talk about people's divorces and their rehab stints and who was breaking up with who and who did bad things so it did start to weigh on me that I was it wasn't who I was anymore and it's you're probably being sent to these events like hey we're here to cover this movie premiere or whatever and by the way let me ask you about yeah this very personal thing I'm sure you're not yeah. here to talk about at all and imagine if you only have like two minutes with somebody and sometimes even less and your boss is squawking in your ear saying <laughs> you have to get that ask them about they just got divorced they just broke up and then you're like uh, you can't even like have niceties with them you have to just launch into tell me about that and I was just like ew this just felt yucky this is not what I want to be doing in my life and so it really sent me in a direction of like I don't want to cover that so I actually found a new path at Access Hollywood I started covering television I started they called me the dish of salt there and that was my TV beat and that sort of got me off the red carpet beat of always having to be around celebrities where I had to ask those type of questions or doing junkets for movies Mm -hmm. and so I found kind of like I fell into like American Idol backstage and the voice backstage and dancing with the stars and those were like nice and warm and fuzzy and people were happy and you know they didn't have the same uh, amount of pressure on them as these A-list stars do so that that definitely changed like where I was able to stay for a while longer than I than I you know wanted to but then after my brother died then I really was like in that soul searching of like is this what I really want to be putting out into the world and and so that's where I ended up going trying to create programming that was putting good into the world I really got interested in holistic health as well because my brother was an environmental scientist and climate change and things like that and I just wanted to just wanted to put good happy, light, positive things into the world. Was there a moment that it came to you like, hey, this is what I this is what this change should be? Um, How did you know that that was really the right direction as you were going through the soul searching? Uh, Flying blind. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) I didn't know. I just knew I wanted to do something. So I actually followed in my brother's footsteps with the holistic health. And I I started a food blog called Dish Detox. And it was all about how to take just different recipes and make them um, with like natural, organic, non-GMO ingredients. And I kind of followed that path and I started doing a blog and it was good, but it wasn't what I was meant to be doing. And so it didn't like fulfill me in the way it was more to honor my brother's memory, which I was just working with a client earlier, actually, you know, and, and someone had passed away in their family and they were doing something that was honoring that, that person. And when I connect to him in spirit, he said to them, like, do what's in your heart, not to honor me. Cause I'm good. Like they don't need us spirits on the other side. They don't need us to, you know, do shrines to them and do everything in their honor. Like that's really a, a, an earthly human thing that we have to do. So once I started go, taking all these like mediumship and clairvoyance classes and working with meditation teachers, all of a sudden like a new flame lit inside of me. And I knew that this was what I was meant to be doing. And then once I had that spark back, the same spark that I had when I was in college and I knew I wanted to be an entertainment reporter, that flame got ignited again. And that's when I started just completely putting myself in that lane and staying there and have stayed there ever since. I love that. Did you start taking those classes for your own, like as part of your own soul searching, like you mentioned, and then it was 
by way of like being in that spiritual journey that you're like, hey, I want to help other people and I want to learn more about how to implement this? So it, it was for me in the beginning to, to help heal myself. And then once I started to heal, that's when I was like, wow, this stuff really works. I want to help others. And then from that sense of wanting to help others, that's when I just kept going full throttle into it. And now it's fun. Like I have so much fun. It's so, like, it, it just, it, it makes me as giddy as showing up on a red carpet behind the scenes at American Idol to go. I do a lot of like um, insight timer, Instagram lives, clubhouse, giving readings to people, pulling tarot and Oracle cards. And I just get giddy. Like, I love it. It's so much fun. Tell me about an average day for you now. <laughs> well, an average day for me is uh, it's the less doing more being um, mm. way of living. So when I was working for Access Hollywood, I was doing, 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 hustling, hustling, hustling. I would work 10, 12, 14 hour days. And then as I made this shift, I really didn't want to work as much. I would have worked those hours without question. I worked weekends, nights, doing all those things, going to red carpets. And as I started coming into this career, I really didn't want to work as many hours. So I actually work way less than I did. I tried to prioritize meditation and going to the gym and making healthy food over work. And so I try to keep my schedule down to three or four hours of actual work time. So I do work for a company called Wellness Coach, which is an app um, you can download on your phone and it's got mindfulness and meditation. And we do live talks all about wellness and mental health. And so I host, so I'm still doing hosting. So I host talks for them every, almost every single day. And then I, um, I have one-on-one -on -one clients that I do readings for where I'm either reading tarot or Oracle, working as a medium, as a channel, um, or as like a spiritual life coach to help them through challenges in their life. And I usually have two, sometimes three clients a day. I try not to do that many clients because it is, it is difficult. It does take a lot of, out of you energetically to do this type of work. And then in the night, I'm back to my being time, which is journaling, meditating. How would you describe the person that you are today versus the person that you were, let's say, 10 years ago? Uh, I think I'm the same person with just less of a stressful, like in your face personality. Um, I think I was very ambitious, sort of climbing over people that, uh, you know, to get ahead. And that worked for me great in the career that I had working in entertainment news. But to me, now I'm all about where that was all ego and it was all like, look at me, look at me. And I get to be on red carpets and I'm interviewing celebrities and look at me in my pretty gowns and all my hair and makeup. And now I'm all about, look at you. Like, this is mm. how you can live your life and be happy. This is how you can bring forth the things that you want. This is how you can live out your dreams without all the hustle. So I, I, I've become someone who wants to help heal others rather than only worrying about me, myself and I. Live, okay, I'm writing down something you said. Live out your dreams without all the hustle. Yeah. Okay. Explain that to me because I would, <laughs> I would, I would love. No, I would love to figure that out. I, okay. I, I, yes. <laughs> well, I've now written four channeled books, so I'm a metaphysical teacher. So I teach the laws and principles of uh, the universe, is what people would call it, our infinite intelligence. 
And there's there's laws just like gravity. So the law of gravity says what goes up must come down. If you drop, you know, if I drop a pen, it's going to drop to the ground. Well, it's the same with what we call, and I, I'm, many people have heard of this now, it's law of attraction. And that is that which is likened to itself is drawn. So whatever is going on within you is what you will ultimately draw to you. You become like a magnet for any feeling, any emotion, anything that's going on. So when you get into a state of busy, busy doing, I got to do this, I got to do this, your body goes into stress mode. It goes into panic mode and you become a magnet to just keep in the stress. If you slow down, if you just see what you want to create in front of you, then you could ultimately create it for yourself, not from that hustle, but from that state of being. And there's more to it. There's there's a lot of metaphysical concepts that people would never understand right now because they're just not ready to hear it. But right. essentially one being that whatever you're dreaming of, whatever you desire, you're desiring it for a reason because it exists in some infinite place you've already been that thing so if your desire is to be the next great talk show host and to have a show on a big network it's your desire for that comes from the fact that somewhere you've already you're already there you mm -hmm. just have to catch up to it and you're running on a treadmill and, and a hamster wheel when you're trying to catch up to it and you're doing when you're trying to catch up to it on this side and you're just like oh i see the vision come on <laughs> bring it to me i'm good you're going to get there much more quickly. There'll still be a wait time. There still is, is a, what we call a lag time here on earth between the thought and the actual manifestation of it, but you're going to get there much quickly. Most people will never take that path because they won't believe in it. And ultimately it comes mm -hmm. back to what we believe. But if you truly, truly within the depths of, of you understood this law, then we could all create the magic that we want in our life. Yeah, I, I've definitely had that conversation with several people on this podcast as well, like setting the intention and just ways to slow down, be more present and incorporating just so many. There's I know there's so much involved in it and like different aspects. But you said something interesting as far as most people won't take that path because they won't believe it. Why do you think most people won't take that path? because we like to see proof, right? The proof is in the pudding. We always want to see proof. We want the proof and we want things now. Right. We will not wait. So the minute that something isn't coming to us, we, we get back into our doubt and our fear and our worry. And those are the things that kill all of those dreams. So because your wait, your lag time might be three to six months. It might be, it might be a year even because maybe that thing hasn't, it's just not there yet. You're, you're not there yet. Or maybe it's not time on the infinite timeline for you mm -hmm. to get there. So if you fear and doubt and worry about your timeline, then you'll just stop yourself from, from getting there. And belief is cultivated. Belief is a very hard thing to get to because we have so much physical proof with our physical eyes of it not being possible. So our physical eyes are going to fool us into saying, forget it, it's never going to happen. And it's only when we close our physical eyes and open up what's called our mind's eye, our third eye, which can see beyond the physical, that we can truly see what is possible for us. And that's how we build true trust and faith and belief. And that comes through uh, meditation, mindfulness, mm -hmm. prayer, things like that. And it takes time. I mean, I've been doing this for eight years now. And I've seen the proof hundreds to now thousands of times. Is there an, a, an example that you can share? 
Yeah. So I'll just give you a, a recent, uh, two examples, actually. So I went to uh, Los Angeles and I had taken a two week vacation and I wasn't sure. I felt bad because I wasn't gonna be able to work and I wasn't gonna have any money coming in. And I didn't, and I was just like, well, you know what? I just know and trust and, and believe that if I spend the money, it will return to me because that is the one of the laws of the universe. Like we have to give in order to receive. And I spent at least $6,000. And so I came back and within 24 hours of coming back and, and knowing that the bills were gonna come in, I opened up my bank, bank account and I had been waiting for some money to come in. And sure enough, it came in exactly the day after I got back from that vacation, which was the exact amount that I had just spent. And it was right there for me. So when I trusted and had faith that the money would show up for me, it did. And it literally just happened to me two days ago where I went to Costco and I was telling someone um, on Clubhouse actually how the the cycle of constantly having to go to Target and Costco and buy all these things drives me crazy. And it's, it's so aggravating. It's like, as soon as I spend the money, then it, it just comes right back to me. And so sure enough, I went to Costco after that conversation and I swiped my card, spent the money, and then I walked out of the check, the checkout, my phone dinged, and I got a client that booked. Like It was like, okay, spend money, boom, there's something to replace it. <laughs> I love that the two examples that you gave were about money because I feel like whether it's somebody who wants to pursue like this creative goal, like I feel like create, creatives oftentimes like stand in their own way because they feel like they can't like monetize their art and what they create. Um, but whether it's entrepreneurship around something else or just wanting to leave that job and go for the thing you really want, like people let fear stand in their way so much because of their fears around money is what I find in just conversation. I don't know if you find the same thing. So it was interesting to me that your two examples there were about money and not really letting the fear of not having money or losing money stand in your way of going for the things that you really want and believe you should be doing in life. Well, it's, I mean, when we live in a collective where the 1% have all of the wealth, then you are tied to the collective beliefs of scarcity and lack. So getting rid of that belief is a really, a really difficult one. But we've seen examples of people who have gotten rid of that belief, who have brought great wealth to themselves. So it is definitely possible but it takes a lot of mind work to, to get yourself to that place. And so that's where I think law of attraction, uh, while it, it, is a, it, is the, it is a universal law and it is true, I think it can make people um, frustrated and anxious and cause a lot of stress because people hear all these others who are doing it and they can't do it. Well, I can't do it, I can't do it. Why is it not working? you have to allow things into your experience and just let things land rather than, I call it the chasing the bag syndrome. And if you ever mm -hmm. like are in a grocery store, well, fortunately we don't use plastic bags as much, thankfully. But when we did, if the bag would like flow, float away all of a sudden, and then you start chasing after it, ultimately your momentum pushes the bag away and then it just keeps going and going and going. But if you just kind of stood back and just let it land, eventually that bag is going to land somewhere, maybe a little bit further away than you wanted it, but it'll land somewhere for you. So we have to get into it, this state of being where we mm. allow things to just land at the time that they're ready to land, not when we want it, because that never works ever. 
So for people, like, let's say somebody's hearing this and they're like, I want to tap into this. I want to learn how to do this. But they're skeptical because I'm sure, you know, you mentioned you're on Clubhouse. Like, wherever it is, I'm sure you're coming across skeptics. Um, Oh, yeah. I love skeptics. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you tell skeptics? I once did a reading for a client who I... I nailed a hundred details about her life, about people in spirit who had crossed over. I'd never met this woman in my life and knew just knew all these different things. But I also knew she was still a bit of a skeptic. And so I got one detail wrong and it was a big detail. But remember of a hundred details, I got 98 details right. And I got two things wrong. But one of those was a major detail. And, and it was that she had a brother who had crossed over and I voiced it as a sister who had crossed over. And though everything else was right and she was crying and bawling during the whole session, we had a mutual friend. And of course she called the mutual friend afterwards and told the mutual friend like, oh, but she got this wrong. So she focused on the two things that were wrong rather than the 98 other things that were correct. So, and that is because if you are a skeptic, you're always going to be proven right. No matter what Mm. we think on this planet, you will always be proven right because of that law of attraction, because you will attract what you are and what you think and believe. But in the same vein, if somebody comes to me who is very open, very confident in, you know, who they are and why we're on this planet, then you will get some immensely stark, incredible details. And I just had a client this afternoon who was like that. And they were both very open and clear and someone in spirit like popped right in with all of these incredible details about, you know, what happened and how they passed. And, um, and, and that's cause they, they didn't have that because you get what you, what you expect, you become that magnet. So when someone like that, for instance, comes in for a reading and they get that information, how do how do people typically use that or how does it help them? It's cathartic. I mean, I think it's a healing mechanism. I think to know that your your loved ones are not just boom, gone, that they're truly with you and that they we don't just end our life doesn't end that we just transition into a different form. I think it's really healing and cathartic. But that's the, you know, spirit messages. But when I read Oracle and tarot cards for people, or I'm doing like life coaching, I mean, I've, I've seen people turn their entire lives around, but in the same vein, to be perfectly honest, there's plenty of times where someone will come and they'll hear a message and it'll go in one ear and out the other ear. And they're just not ready for that message to be heard. It's not what they're, what they're going to get at that time. It might land six months later. It may never land. And so it, it's just, it's individual. And I, so I've really seen the gamut from everything from it cha- life-changing to cathartic to in one ear, not the other. So I'm curious how, since you made this big change in your path, how did your clients and how do your clients find you? So, well, I, I do a lot of stuff for free. Um, just because I do want to help people heal and get their messages. And the more that the more of us who heal ourselves, the, the better this entire planet will be. So it comes from that wanting to have a better place to live. Um, so I do a ton of stuff on Insight Timer, which is a meditation app, um, Wellness Coach, which is an app where all of our community classes are live. I do live stuff on Instagram 
and I'm on Clubhouse. And then I also work with clients one-on-one who can find me at my website, which is laurasaltman.com. And you can you know, book private sessions. I do group sessions. I also teach classes. I have an up- upcoming spiritual development class coming up as well. So there's lots of different ways to, to get the messages and to hear what you need to hear. You mentioned HEAL. Um, and it, it's so funny because I've interviewed several. And this has been like a, a theme as of over the last couple of months on this show because it's something that I'm personally like just been tapping into more. And I've asked the question specifically of um, licensed mental health therapists, like, do you think we all need healing? And everyone with like out even thinking about it has been like, yes, everyone has traumas. Everyone needs healing. I'm so interested to get your thoughts and your take on that. Well, I would go back to uh, A Course in Miracles, which says that you think you have many, many problems, but you only have one, and that is your separation from source. So that is us separating ourselves from this infinite intelligence and believing that we are here all alone in these physical bodies with these journeys that we're on, with these challenges, and that we have no one or nothing to help us through. And that's just not the case. So every upset, every challenge, every trauma, everything we go through is because we're trying to come back to our true, pure, honest self, which is unconditional love, which is God, which is source, universe, infinite, whatever your word for it. So it's just getting ourselves back to that but ultimately we all have to heal ourselves. So it's a, it, it is a, a healing thyself journey that you have to go on. I don't think you realize until you're older that everybody has challenges, that right. nobody's perfect and nothing is perfect. And we all have similar challenges and, and different challenges. And it's all part of this magical experience called life to guide us back to our true self, which is unconditional love. And I feel like the, one of the things that have stood out to me with interviewing so many different people from so many different walks of life is that I've seen if those that have these challenges that really rock their lives and they, I guess, embrace them or lean into them, it really ends up shaping the direction of their life and their path. Um, You know, even just your example as well, like, look at the the different direction that your path took. And I, I mean, I've talked to so many different people who have had life-threatening, you know, experiences that have just totally, you know, kind of recentered them and caused them to kind of pause, take a look at where they've been, but where they really want to go. And it's so much based on like that experience that they had. Some people yeah, because- resist it. Some yeah, people resist that, yeah. like the the hardships in their life, and try to lock it away and don't like acknowledge it. And I feel like it doesn't change them in a way, at least on the outside. Um, but most of the people that I interview on this show have really transformed their lives because of the challenges that they faced. Right, because the obstacle is the way. That's the thing. The obstacles are the way to get us back to unconditional love. What would we all be learning about unconditional love? if everybody loved each other and we were all kumbayaing <laughs> all the time and if we were just happy all the time you'll need a breath to just be like 
Ugh, can I just like stop because <laughs> it, it, it is it's sameness like it's a it's a sameness that just overcomes you and so when those challenges come in it's almost like it gives you something to do you're like oh okay I got a challenge I, I gotta I gotta I gotta figure this way out and and ultimately within ourselves we have that that little spark that wants to figure everything out you have access to this infinite intelligence that lives inside of you whatever you call it so some people call it angels and their spirit guides and teams and, and deities. And some people um, utilize prayer and talk to God. Whatever it is, you have access to it. Nobody is different. But if you do not ask, you will not receive. So you have to ask for help. You have to notice everything that's happening, looking at it. What is this teaching me rather than why? And this is, I think, what happens. Mm. Everybody gets caught up in the why is this happening to me? Oh, why? Oh, why? Rather than what is this teaching me? How can I grow through this? And how can I evolve through this quickly, more efficiently? You're on your fourth book, which you have to remind, oh, Wisdom of the All. Yeah, Wisdom of the All. So I've written four books um, and the first three are very channeled. They're like a Q&A asking all these big life questions of why are we all here and why do we all hate each other? And why can't uh, you know we stop destroying our planet? and talking trash about each other and like all the questions we all have i asked in these first three books and then the next book this wisdom of the all which just recently came out is really like a workbook so it's a little bit of that that question and answer style but then it's like 13 exercises to do that'll help shift your consciousness bring more awareness to the journey that we're on here in our physical bodies on this earth, in this time-space reality to help evolve you, ascend you. And it's got a beautiful message at the end, which is even those things that come from fear actually are love because ultimately people do things out of fear because of unconditional love, whether you know they believe so much in their cause or they believe so much that they're doing good for the planet, not realizing it's coming from fear. So ultimately everything is love, even if it looks like fear. Love it. That's great. Laura, is there anything else that I didn't ask that you want to add? No, just, I just would implore everyone to find that spark within yourself, to cultivate it and to rely upon that higher source whatever it looks like for you and know that we are never alone and we have access to that infinite intelligence within ourselves i love that you're just like a ray of sunshine and like <laughs> such good energy and like made me feel all the positive vibes like you know it, it's it's a good feeling when, when you have that and like a, a mutual understanding so it's great tell everyone how they can find you learn more about you connect with you well, thank you for having me. I loved our conversation. So you can find me on my website, which is laurasaltman.com. And if you go to the work with me tab, you can find out what type of stuff I do. And you can find me on Instagram at Laura Saltman. I'm on Clubhouse every day in the Power <laughs> of Art Club and Insight Timer. Follow me on Insight Timer. If you've never meditated, come to Insight Timer and do a guided meditation because guided meditation is a different form of meditation. It's more like an exercise than an actual meditation. So for first time, it's a really great way. So you can find me there. And uh, I hope to ascend with you. <laughs> Insight timer, I love it. I'm gonna link to all that below in the show notes so that everyone can find that and learn more about you. And you know, thank you again so much. I look forward to staying connected. 
I loved all the little nuggets that Laura had to share that I will definitely keep handy and close by. Less doing, more being. We could all use a little more of that in our lives, right? I know I could. And the obstacle is the way. I loved all of these topics around healing and healing others. I thought she had great information to share. I loved connecting with Laura. So if you want to connect with her as well, her information is down below in the show notes. And hey, if you're not connected with me, make sure you do that too. If you haven't already, all my information is below in the show notes, but you can find me all the places, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube because you don't want to miss out. Oh yeah, and turn on that notification bell. That's right. You don't want to miss out when we're back next week on Monday. Every Monday we have new episodes. But until then, because I know I'll see you back next week, stay happy, stay healthy.